You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. Good morning, all of our Feast homies tuning in right now. This morning, we are live, locked, and loaded for God's Word to be delivered straight into your homes. My name is Brother Audie Villaraza, and uh, it's a pleasure for me to be here in front of you. Thank you for allowing me to visit your personal space, wherever you are, whether you're at home, whether you're traveling, or whether you're just uh, you know, logged in your phone somewhere around the world in vacation. Thank you so much. Um, I want to thank our backstage team uh, Gian and Adrian for making sure that this live stream reaches your place of comfort. But also special shout out to our liturgical team, Didoy, Mai, Father Albert, Zach, the small team of brothers and sister who made it possible for us to receive the word of God in our own homes. Thank you so much. I love especially what Didoy said earlier, how last night, just to give you a glimpse of what happened, it wasn't such a hard decision for us leaders to cancel our live gathering uh we just needed to rearrange the logistics of how it was going to happen because hey we've been here before not too long ago we had feast at home for two years i mean imagine and that's a word for somebody right now to know that you've been here before can you type it in the chat box right now i've been here before if you're struggling with a problem that you have and it feels like it's so impossible for you to go over and overcome that problem Remember that you've been here before. If God blessed you then, God will do it again, certainly. You know, the same God who rescued you, just like what David said, will be the same God who will rescue you in your present trial right now. So I've been here before. This is not your first battle. You're not coming from defeat. You're coming from victory. And for that, you shout amen. Amen. In, in fact, I want to see your hallelujahs from your location right now so we can see where you're coming from. Just type in hallelujah from your present location. Right now, I'm in Quezon City and I can see outside of our bedroom window. It's a beautiful day. Uh, the sun is slowly coming out. But we also remember, of course, those who are affected by the, by the typhoon, our uh, brothers and sisters in Mindanao. We have some casualties and we heard some bad news that people really suffered um, all over our nation. So we pray to the Lord for those uh, families that have been displaced especially during this time, especially the ones who are also traveling. Uh, Brother Bo right now is about to board a plane. He's coming from CDO, traveling back to, oh, sorry, not CDO, but from Jensan, traveling back to Manila. So we pray for those who are on their way back to their families, to their homes, that God would keep them safe and his protection would be everywhere. I'm seeing a lot of chats right now. This is the beauty of being in a live stream that we actually see real people. I may not see your faces in PICC, uh, but certainly I feel your love all over the place. Thank you for being very noisy in our chat box. I've been here before, Sabini Gorgonio. I have been here before, Sabini Cristina. I love it. I love the energy right now. Thank you so much, everyone. Um, I want to greet all our uh, attendees from all over the world, but most especially, I want to make a special mention to all our first-timers. If this is your first time to attend Feast at Home, especially online now for today, 
I want you to uh, just type in the chat box, I'm a first-timer or I'm a newbie. In that way, we want to recognize you and we want to uh, invite you to a little simple gathering. We call it Zumustahan. Uh, when the pandemic happened, we started organizing and gathering people in a very small, intimate uh, event called Zumustahan. It's via Zoom, uh, hence the name Zumustahan, where we just you know talk about what God is doing in our life, how God has been blessing you, and what we can pray for you. Later, after the session, we're going to post the link. Um, I hope that we can post the link, guys. Uh, we want to get into a conversation. I've invited some of our builders to also join. That's the beauty of being online is that we can be in our little place and, and join together. Alam nyo, na-miss ko po ito. Yung nakakapag-preach ako sa inyo ng half-half. Half-decent sa ibabaw, pero sa ilalim, I'm ready to go back to bed. <laughs> na-miss ko yung pajama ko habang nag-preach sa inyong lahat ngayon. But I'm praying that you are ready even if you are at home and you're comfortable. I'm praying that you are ready to receive God's word that, that will speak over the situation in your life. Uh, we are in talk six of, uh, I find that funny when I, whenever I say that, we're, we're in talk six because it reminds me of the word toxic. Uh, but, but anyway, so we're in talk six of our series called Exodus, uh, where we're studying you know, the, the journey of uh, the Israelites going towards the promised land. And I prepared some good, good uh, uh, lessons for everybody to learn uh, from today. But uh, I might as well mention this, that, hey, it's going to be a long weekend. I'm sure that a lot of you were ready to go to the provinces if you're not there already. Um, but I'm praying that God will keep you safe wherever you are. And so are you ready to hear God's message for you today? Just type in the chat box, please. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'd like to invite you to say our favorite prayer here at the feast as we all come together. We Let's do this in your own homes, in your own comfort, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Just raise your hand upward. Signify God's presence in your place. And together, let's say this. Today, I receive all of God's love for me. Today, I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today, I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today, I open myself to God's word so that I become more like Jesus every day. Today, I proclaim that I'm God's beloved, I am God's servant, and I'm God's powerful champion. And because I am blessed, that's right, I am blessing the world in Jesus' name, amen. Can you all join me in singing and giving reverence to the word of God as we all sing? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I would certainly be uh, stressed out to know that if the music ministry is not with me today, ang una kong iniisip, nasa tono ba ang aking pagkanta ngayong umaga? But thank God that this is not my first battle. <laughs> I've been here before and we've done this so many times and I'm so comfortable being in front of you right now. Anyway, can I pray for you very quickly as we open and break, break uh, bread in this moment? Just bow down your head. You can close your eyes. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this moment that we are together. As we are about to open your book, your word and your message. We pray that there would be a flow of wisdom coming through the screens 
that your people would receive it with clarity. I pray for good internet connection. I pray for stability so that whoever will hear this message, Lord, it will speak loud and clear in volumes over situation in their life today. We pray for those who are affected in this moment, especially those who have practical needs, people who have lost their homes, people who are going hungry, people who have also lost a loved one because of this calamity. We pray, Lord, that your sovereignty would shine in this moment. Help us and teach us, Lord, to overcome just like your son Jesus through the biggest trials of our life. And may we be blessed, be changed, and be inspired by your word. Lord, I pray that as I speak, I decrease so that you can increase. Let my voice be your voice so that everything that would be spoken in the moments to come, you would change it and it would be your voice. Speak, Lord. We are all listening. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. And just quickly type in the chat box if you received that prayer. Just type amen, amen, and amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, it's so wonderful to be in the presence of so many uh, praising people today. I, I so wish that we could be together in PICC. But, you know, the storm paeng might be able to stop our live gathering. But, hey, make no mistake. Nothing can stop us from meeting together and breaking open the Word of God. We are, in other words, unstoppable po tayo ngayong umaga. The rest of the day, we're going to have another feast in the, our 1.30 p.m. session later. So I hope that you can invite people. By the way, if you feel that there is somebody in your life right now who needs a word of encouragement, please tag their names. Gisingin mo po sila, lalo na yung mga mahimbing ng tulog. Tawagan nyo sila, sabihin nyo, Oy, feast na! It's time to unpack God's Word. And hopefully later on, uh, people who are not able to watch our live stream, you can still tune in later on. That's why this is the beauty of being online. You can watch this on a later day, on a later time, and still be blessed by the Word of God. Anyway, so coming in today, and uh, like I said, we are in Talk 6. We have been reading the book of Exodus for six Sundays now. And mind you, this is something that spoke to me over the last few few weeks as we have been studying this long story. Alam nyo, when you watch The Ten Commandments, it's a very long movie. But right now, it, it, after six Sundays, we have been reading the passages. We are now in the part of the story where the Israelites have already walked away from Egypt. They're going to the promised land. And uh, they, they recently just uh, went through and walked across the Red Sea. And you would think, you know, in such a short time, six Sundays, we were able to cross that journey. But did you know that it wasn't actually just six weeks for the Israelites back then? How long did it take them to cross the entire wilderness? And how long did it take them to actually uh, endure slavery? Did you know that they were slaves in Egypt for 440 years? Imagine that. And yet we're covering it in just six weeks. You know, six weeks. You know what that tells me? Sometimes in life, you look at a certain detail about a person and then you make a judgment based off of that one thing that the person did, thinking that you can, you can already give a label or, or a, a, a description to what's happening to the pers person. But actually, you realize that you cannot judge a person based off of one detail. In fact, you can't really judge people because it's the Lord who judges people. I want to show you this picture right now of our live stream it's a screenshot of Father Albert. Can we show that? 
Yan ang live stream natin kaninang misa, di ba? You see the beautiful background, ganda ng halaman sa place ni Father Albert, ganda ng ating ano, ang linis-linis ng background niya. Pero sa totoo lang, pakita natin ang, katot- ang buong katotohanan. Can we show the picture of what was really happening? You see that? Wires here, a mic there, you've got Zach and his guitar there, Dido and Mai are somewhere there in that small place. Nakita nyo, minsan, you will make a, a, a final uh, opinion about something that you saw that somebody tweeted or posted online and then you deliberate. Ito na yung, yung view mo of who that person is, not knowing that there is really more details that you need to learn. I have a classmate when I was in uh, elementary. I think it was yeah, elementary. And uh, we gave him such a hard time because, uh, you know, whenever he would go to school, he would often smell. Mabaho yung damit niya. And I'm not talking about, you know, at the end of the day when you know that, when at the end of the day you ride the school bus, halo-halo yung mga bata dyan, di ba? There's so many kids there. Amoy, ano, parang amoy, uh, na, na, ano yun, yung na, na bulok na itlog. Yun ang amoy ng school bus dati. I, I don't know if that's how the school buses smell now because most of the kids are in private cars. But back in the day, whenever you would end school, you would ride in that school bus, naalala niyo yun. <laughs> amoy itlog yung mga bata. Ang bantot. But this guy, he would show up in the in the in the morning and for some reason he would often smell bad his clothes so much so that we everybody gave him a nickname everybody called him boy bantot kasi bantot siya talaga pero alam niyo nalaman namin one day that the reason why he smelled bad in the morning was that his family was actually going through financial difficulty and you know how people would wash their clothes three times yung iba sa inyo pag magbanlaw tatlong beses apat na beses ito Isang beses lang sila naglalaba. Bakit? Nagtitipid yung kanyang magulang. They did not have enough money. You know, I truly believe this, that when you have context, it will give you compassion. Because compassion comes from context, from knowing the background of every person. So before you even give an opinion about someone who you do not even know what they're going through, think again. Know their story first. Know the background before you actually give an opinion. That, that's a word for somebody today. That's what's happening in the story. Ang haba-haba ng nababasa natin in the book of Exodus. And we're seeing just little details of what was happening. But did you actually know every detail, every suffering, every pain that the Israelites were going through? So before you jump to conclusions, know their story first. And another reflection that I had here is that you know how in life sometimes you feel like life is so long? Parang ang haba ng buhay, ang haba ng taon na to, ang daming pinagdaanan, parang ang bibigat ng mga problema mo. And then you wake up, boom. You're already 44 years old. You already have grandkids. You're already senior. You're already in your exit season and you realize that life has passed you by. And the only thing that you would probably remember are only the significant parts, you know, the little details, the highlight reel that you read in the Bible right now in the big book of Exodus, the things that are so meaty that the author would, would put in because it was so significant. And it truly teaches us to really appreciate the journey, to appreciate the every moment that happens in your life. In other words, to make the moments matter. And, you know, the journey is so long sometimes. In fact, you're reading the book of Exodus they just recently crossed last week. Didoy preached about it. They crossed the Red Sea, right? But if this were a Hollywood movie, this would be a perfect time to roll the credits. Happy ending, you know, good ending. But actually, it's not the ending. How do I know that? Because we're still just in chapter 15. The book of Exodus ends in chapter 40. 
So we still have a long way to go. In fact, if you read the next books that happen, uh, Leviticus, uh, Numbers, Deuteronomy, did you know that the journey in the wilderness is just about to begin for the Israelites? So what does this teach us? This actually teaches us that the end of a journey is really the beginning of another journey. So don't worry. Don't be afraid. Don't be depressed. If the journey that you are in feels like you're losing some battles, it doesn't mean that it's the end of a journey. If you've lost some things in your life right now, I guarantee you it's because it's the beginning of another beautiful journey in your life. Which brings me to our big message for today. I want you to preach this in the chat box to all of our listeners and our attendees. I want you to type this in right now. God is in the journey. That's right. God is in the journey. Whatever journey you are going through, whether it's rainy season, whether it's a sunny season, I want you to know that God is in the journey. Praise God. Anyway, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to I'm going to teach you four messages and hopefully we're going to learn from this. It's a good time to take notes because you're in your place of comfort. Uh, Take screenshots and then share it later so that people can be blessed by it. Anyway, four messages as to the story that we're going to be reading. I'm going to read to you first the scripture um, and then I'll give you message number one. We are in uh, Exodus chapter 15. If you've got a physical Bible, I want you to join me and break open the Bible. Exodus chapter 15 verse 22. And the story goes, again, this is after they've crossed the Red Sea. And then it says, Then then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea, and they moved out into the desert of Shur. There you go. The slide is there in front of you. They moved out into the desert of Shur. This is actually the, uh, the NLT version that I'm reading. But there is another version that I like. It comes from the English Standard Revision. Let's show that. The other prescription, it says there that then Moses made Israel set out from the Red Sea and they went into the wilderness of Shur. Notice that change in the word, desert from wilderness. The other word for desert is also wilderness. You know, it's it's very synonymous. It's a little interesting when you when you read, especially I try to imagine this as a first time reader back in the day of when they published this book and people were reading it for the first time, how it it must have been a shock to the reader to know that, you know, the Israelites, they endured slavery for 440 years. They, They went through some unimaginable pain and suffering that none of us can ever probably even experience in our whole lifetime. And now they're free. They just walked away from Egypt. They just walked away from from, from Pharaoh and, and the Egyptian abusers only to wind up in the wilderness. I mean, isn't life like that sometimes? Like you, you, you feel like you've been going through two years of a big struggle in the pandemic. You lost your job. You lost a loved one. You lost a relationship. You lost some opportunities. You lost some time. You lost a little bit of your, your health. And now that you're finally back on your feet and you feel like you're able to take your steps again, all of a sudden, biglang may problema ulit. Tulad yan, yung mga binagyo sa Mindanao. I, I cannot imagine how some of them are still just recovering. And then all of a sudden, a calamity falls. Isn't life like that sometimes? Um, you're trying to, 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 to learn how to swim and then all of a sudden, new water comes in. I, I, I remember... Um, in the pandemic, all of us were suffering from that. 
you know, nakakabawi pa lang ako, Lord, pero all of a sudden, bakit biglang may problema na naman? You're now cancer-free, for instance. You, you're now in remission. You know, the chemotherapy worked. And then a week after, you find out that cancer is back. And now it's in full force. Or, or maybe another example is you're finally debt-free. You're, fi- not, you're, not, you're, you're now finally financially free. Nabayaran mo na lahat ng utang mo. And then the next day, na-scam ka bigla. Lahat ng savings mo na-wipe out. I mean, why, why does that happen? If there's anything that we can learn from this point, it's this. Exiting your Egypt or that place of hardship doesn't automatically mean that you're already out uh, inside your promised land. It doesn't automatically mean that you're already, you know, in that land of promise, that abundance already. Some of us want the shortcut. Sometimes we want the quick fix. Gusto natin shortcut parati, mabilis ang growth, mabilis ang abundance. Gusto ko may miracle kaagad. I remember one time, um, my son Ethan, we were traveling along EDSA. And then uh, he noticed that there was a, a beautiful motorcycle beside us. I think it was a big bike. And then, you know what he tells um, us, uh, his dad and mom, he says, Mom, Dad, can you buy me a motorcycle? You know, just like that. As if mayaman kami. Parang ganun-ganun lang. Can you buy me a motorcycle? And you know what I told him? I said, Ethan, okay, you know, maybe when you're older, if you work hard enough uh, and if you learn to be responsible, if you're, if you're safe in riding a motorcycle, then maybe, maybe you can buy one for yourself. And then there was silence. He did not say anything. But after 10 seconds, you know what he said? He said, Dad, am I older now? <laughs> Minsan, gusto kasi natin magmadali. Gusto natin agad-agad. Right here, right now. I want to make it happen, Lord. But you know, I've realized after living in this world for 40, 44 years, I almost forgot my age. After living in this world for 44 years, you know what I found out? I found out the hard way that if the Lord will give you the blessing right away and you're not ready for that blessing, you know what's going to happen? You will end up breaking that blessing. Instead of being a breakthrough, it will break you. Malulunod ka sa dami ng blessing mo dahil hindi ka ready or you're immature. So I praise God that God knows the exact timing of when to send the blessing when we are ready. And praise God for allowing us to go through the wilderness. Why? Here's the first message. Before you get to the promised land, you need to go through the wilderness because it's in the wilderness where God will change you. It's in the wilderness where God will refine you. Maturity happens in the wilderness. Am I correct? Say amen if you believe that. Because if, for instance, you know, you have that relationship but you're not ready for that relationship, what's going to happen? You're eventually going to break up. If you have that business but you're not ready to handle that business and God gives you that blessing of that business, what will happen is that you will eventually break that business. Sayang. So praise God for the times that He allows us to go through the desert because it's in the desert where He matures us. He refines our character. He refines our personality. Hinuhulma tayo ng Panginoon whenever we are in the wilderness. Ang lalim no, di ba? Hinuhulma. Yes, I am capable of, of big Tagalog words. <laughs> praise God. If you're in the desert right now, praise the Lord for that because that's in the moment where He's actually trying to remove some of the things that He doesn't want you to take into the promised land. Because if that happens, what will happen in the promised land is that you will, you will not be happy where God will take you. 
anyway, so that's the first lesson. If you are in the wilderness right now, here's what you need to do. Okay, and this is message number two. You worship in the wilderness. Type that in the chat box. Worship in the wilderness. What happens next? It says that they traveled in the desert. Can we put that slide there? They traveled in the desert for three days without finding any water. Okay, I made sure that I underlined those words, three days, because this is a hyperlink. Remember that the author, the same author of Genesis, the same author of Deuteronomy, of Exodus, of Leviticus, he likes hyperlinks. He likes pointing to different events that happen. And that, that, that word, those words, three days, is actually a hyperlink of what? Ten chapters earlier of when Moses and Aaron, let's put that slide, were talking to the Pharaoh. And they were telling the Pharaoh, can you please let the people go? Why? So that we can all take a three-day journey into the wilderness for what purpose? So we can offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. Remember, they were telling the Pharaoh, let the people go so that we can go to the wilderness and we can offer sacrifices to the Lord. Question, did they actually do it now that they're in the wilderness? Did they actually offer sacrifices? You're going to find out in a moment what they actually did, but I want you to know this, okay? Sometimes we negotiate with the Lord. We offer promises. Have you ever negotiated to the Lord even once in your life? Yung tipong, Lord, if you give me this promotion, Lord, if you give me this boyfriend, if you give me this girlfriend, if you give me this, this, this blessing, Lord, I promise you, I will never ever commit sin again. I will never ever lie again. I will never do this. Lord? Can you type in the chat box, honest system? Sabihin mo lang, ako yun. Kung meron kang ganyan mga deal kay Lord, ako naalala ko dati, nung alam ko, pag may finals exam sa college, Lord, if you let me pass this exam, promise mag-aaral na po ako. Yung pala, hindi ka nag-aaral kasi. <laughs> mag-aaral na ako nung mas mabuti, Lord, kung, kung, kung ipasa mo lang ako dito. Pinsan, we make negotiations to the Lord that are so uh, promising, that are so lofty, that sometimes what happens is that we end up breaking that promise. So I can imagine the Lord listening to that to that negotiation. Lord, if you only give me this, magbabagong buhay na ako. Narinig ko si Lord minsan, right. <laughs> because God knows. God knows how we are creatures who are imperfect. We end up breaking our promises, and that's exactly what happened to the Israelites. Moses and Aaron said to the Pharaoh, we want to go to the wilderness. Let us go so we can offer sacrifices to the Lord. You know what they did instead of offering sacrifices? They started complaining. You'll see that in a moment. They started complaining to, to, to the Lord. They started complaining to Moses directly. And you know, in their complaint, you know what happened? They started grumbling in the wilderness right now or whenever you find yourself in that hard place. You have a choice, actually. You can either grumble or you can be grateful. Will you thank the Lord that you are in this mess? Or will you complain to the Lord? Lord, ano ba naman? Buisit na buhay ito. Ang dami kong problema. You know, one thing that I've realized is that the enemy cannot stop God from being good. Because God will always be good. Type in the chat box. God is good. All the time. God is good. God is good all the time. You cannot change that fact. God will always be good. So if the enemy cannot stop God from being good, you know what he's going to do? He's going to stop you from being grateful. Because when you stop being grateful, what happens is that you become miserable. 
you remove yourself from the presence of the Lord and everything in your life, you're just looking at the toxic stuff, the negativity. Hindi mo naalala si Lord when you're ungrateful. That's why the enemy loves it when you're not grateful. Because gratitude unlocks all the good stuff from heaven. Joy, peace, love, hope, all the good ingredients from heaven. You know what the enemy wants you to, to, to do? He wants you to start complaining, to start feeling miserable. In other words, he wants you to be bitter about life. And that is exactly what's going to happen next. You're going to see this. I'll read to you the, the, the verse first, okay, before we go to the slide. Before we go to the message, rather. What happens next in verse 23 is that when they came to the oasis of Mara, the water was too bitter to drink. So they, play, they call the place Mara, which means bitter. And then the people complained and turned to Moses. And then they said, what are we going to drink? So you see what I mean? Now it's turning bitter to them. Here's message number three. Write this down. In the wilderness, God wants to change you. God will use the wilderness to actually change you. So nakita nyo, di ba? What happens is they start complaining to Moses and to Aaron, why did you bring us to this place so that we can, you know, suffer even more? I mean, it's a little ironic to begin with. They suffered so greatly in Egypt. Now they're free. And then all of a sudden, you know, what a way to kick somebody when they're already down. May sugat na nga, pilit mong binubuka yung sugat. sugat diba? They come to a place, they're thirsty. They've been at this for a month now. And now they're thirsty only to find an oasis, a, a body of water, but they cannot even drink the water because it was too bitter. Is it possible that bitterness was actually following them? Is it possible, I wonder, that there are some sins and some evil that's still following you even up till this day? That's why you experience hardship in your life? You know, one thing that you need to know, my dear friend, if you're listening, is that just because you have left your place sin, just because you've left that hard place, it doesn't mean that that thing cannot follow you. I mean, look at this. The Israelites already left Egypt not knowing that Egypt was still inside of them. That's why the Lord, what He was trying to do in the wilderness by allowing them to go through the desert. And mind you, they're going to be there for 40 years. A whole generation will pass by and they're going to be in the desert. Why? Because I want you to, re to, to, to think about this for a moment with me, okay? Once upon a time, the Israelites, they enjoyed freedom. When? Through the time of Joseph, right? Joseph and his family, they, they, there was abundance, there was freedom, there was hope, there was abundance in Egypt. But then, when you go back, if you go all the way to, uh, where is this? To the book of, uh, of Exodus in the first chapter, what does it say? In chapter 1, verse 6, in time, Joseph and all of his brothers died, ending that entire generation. Namatay na. So now we're talking about who? The new generation. The new generation of slaves who never saw freedom in their life. Ito na yung nakalakihan nila. Nabuhay sila, slave yung tatay nila, slave yung lolo nila, slave din sila. So imagine their life, all their life, all they've ever known is slavery. All they've ever known is bondage to the Pharaoh and the leaders. So by God allowing them to go through the wilderness, it was actually an act of teaching them how to be human again. They were dehumanized for so long under the Pharaoh. 
They did not know how to be human again. And you know what? This is a very relevant topic right now. I believe we can learn something from this. You know, we live in a culture right now where there is so much, what, cancel culture, hate culture. People are very divisive right now. People are judging one another. People are walking away from relationships because of a post. I know people who walked away from their LGs because of the political, uh, political you know, stress that they received from the elections. And that was what? You know, many, many months ago. They're still not friends even up till today. We have learned how to be lesser human. And I believe that in this wilderness right now that we are in, God is teaching us how to be human again. Nakalimutan natin yung ating humanity. We have forgotten how to treat others with dignity and with respect. And you know, this is the reason why I love congregational worship whenever we come together to worship the Lord. Why? Because you can be with someone, sitting beside someone, standing beside someone, not knowing what their background is, what, what their political alliances are, what their beliefs are, and you can worship with them together. Napakaganda. You know, I know I know two people during the elections, they did not like each other. I don't want to use the word hate, but it's close to that word, how they were feeling towards one another. But you know what happened? They saw one another in PICC and they started worshiping together as if nothing even happened. That's what happens when Jesus is in the middle. Jesus unites all of us under the banner of, 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 of his love. We suddenly realize that, hey, we can have differences, but we certainly are together on the same boat. You might have a different problem than mine, but you realize that all of us are also struggling and we all need the Lord. Sama-sama tayo. No one is exempted from needing the Lord. In other words, we all need a Savior because we're all sinners in need of a Savior. That's why I love worship. I love the fact that God can humanize us again and we start thinking, this person, I may not know this person, and they may, may have different surnames, different backgrounds, different set of beliefs, but we're one in the same. We all need to be saved by the grace of the Lord. But it's in the wilderness where God wants to change you. Where God is actually changing you, making you lesser of a human and making you more and more human. That's the, re the reality. That's the purpose of being in the wilderness. So that you can become more and more human. Which leads me now to the last and final message. Message number four. I want you to listen to this. This is very important. In the wilderness, God walks ahead of you. In the wilderness, I'll say it again because it's so important. In the wilderness, God walks ahead of you. I want us to read what happens next. In Exodus chapter 15, we're going to fast forward a little bit, okay? In Exodus chapter 16, verse 3, they start complaining again to Moses. And they said, if only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt. Because there, you know, we sat around pots filled with meat and ate all the bread we wanted. But now, listen to this, you have brought us into this wilderness to starve us all to death. Grabe. Grabe to. Alam nyo, when I was reading this, it certainly affected me in this way. Can we just leave that, leave that slide there, that, 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 that verse there, uh, the, the previous one uh, with the underline. Imagine this, okay? I would certainly understand the Israelites if, you know, they started complaining after a year of being in, in the desert. They started complaining if they were seeing their families and their friends and their classmates die from, from starvation or even die from malnutrition. But this was just a month 
after they left Egypt. And now they're starting to complain. <laughs> Kakaalis mo pa lang sa Egypt, and now you're starting to complain. Why were they complaining in the first place? What was the reason? Here it is. It says there, there they were remembering Egypt. Huh? There we sat around with pots filled with meat and ate all the bread we wanted. The reason why they were complaining, number one, was because they were hungry. There was a desperate need. Did you know, my friend, that when you have a desperate need in your life, you are capable of the most atrocious complaints and the most atrocious deeds that you, can, that you will not even imagine that you can do? I've known people, good people, great people, holy people, nagutom lang ng minsan. Ano nangyari? They started walking away from from their a place of abundance or a place of blessing. They started giving up something that was so priceless. Yan ang nangyari, di ba? Naalala with, with the story of Esau and Jacob. Esau was so hungry one day that when he saw that bowl of soup and then Jacob offered him and then offered a trade, he, tra he traded his birthright for that bowl of soup. We're capable of doing that. Judas, he was offered how many? 30 pieces of silver to trade his master, Jesus. And he took it for something that was so, so temporary. I always like to say this. We trade our treasure for temporary pleasure. And that's what happened. I, I remember the story of two, two, two men who uh, sila, but they hadn't seen each other for a long time. And then the other friend, he said, he noticed that his friend was very sad. Why are you so sad? And then the guy said, you know, just two weeks ago, I lost my cousin to Dengue. But you know, he left me with 50,000 pesos. And the friend was like, that's, that's so sad. Condolences. But you know, that's also a blessing that he left you with something. And he said, no, but you know, that's not the end of the story. Because just last week, uh, no, no, a, a week after that, you know, my, my cousin died. And he also left me 100,000 pesos. And you know, the friend was like, wow, again, condolences. But that's, that's a blessing, right? That he left you with something still. And he said, no, you're not listening to my story because just last week, my grandfather died and he left me with a million pesos. And by now, the, the friend was just scratching his head. And I'm like, again, my friend, I offer my deepest condolences, but that's a blessing also that he left you. And then the friend said, no, the problem is and the reason why I am sad is because this week, nobody has died yet. point of story, Whenever you have a desperate need, what happens is that you're only looking at that one need. Yun lang nakikita mo, yung isang problema yun. Meanwhile, God has blessed you so, so much. But you don't see the blessings. Why? Because you're focused on that one need. That one desperate need. You're only looking at one provision. You've got a good marriage. You've got a good career. You've got a good family who love you. But because God is not blessing you with, with a child, Lord, Bakit yung iba? Tas mahal mo kesa sa akin. All of a sudden, you start complaining about that one thing that you do not have in your life. This is a story of Adam and Eve. It's a hyperlink, my friends. God blessed them with a whole garden filled with fruits. Let's say a thousand fruit trees. But from one fruit tree, you cannot eat from that one fruit tree. You mean to tell me that you will focus on that one tree and not thank God for the 999 fruit trees that you have? and still just choose that forbidden fruit, that's how we are. 
when we have a when we have a need that we think it's big we focus on that one need and then we start forgetting how the, uh, the ways that God has blessed us what are the ways that God has blessed you this week but because you have this one problem you're so fixated on that problem you feel like God has left you all of a sudden you start complaining not too long ago you were praising God for the ways that he has healed you and the ways that he rescued you and the ways that he has blessed everything in your life but because now you've got this one problem You've forgotten all about God. You've forgotten to praise Him. I hope this is speaking to you. Because this is the reason, you know, there's this thing that the psychologists call homing instinct. What is the homing instinct? Homing instinct is a psychological term that they describe for, for instance, no? There are children who are abused. And when they grow up, did you know that children will try, some of them will try to recreate a, a traumatic part of their childhood in order to have a semblance of comfort in the past it happens huh kids who have been abused for instance they would recreate an abuse not knowing that because they felt comfortable that was their a glimpse of their old life and that was their 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 their, their view of family they will try to recreate that when they're older this is the reason why there are some people who go back to their abusive excess people who are abused physically emotionally verbally bumabalik sila sa excess nila even if there's going to be abused in that relationship again. This is the reason why people go back to their to their addiction, to gambling, to lying, to cheating, because they feel that it gives them a semblance of comfort. Did you know this? This is a staggering fact, okay? Statistically, in the U.S., people who are, who are, uh, who, who have, um, for instance, uh, what is the word? Um, it escapes me now. People who have been, uh, you know, they've been released from prison. You know, they've been released from prison. There's a word I'm looking for. But people who are now out from prison, let's say they spent time in prison for many years. Did you know this? And this is very scary. 76% of them, of the prisoners, of the convicts, after five years, they end up back in prison. Why? Because some of them, they, they deliberately or unconsciously commit another crime so that they can go back to prison. And when they asked the prisoners why they do that, it's because they were so afraid of the outside world now. They got so used to life in prison that the outside world scares them even more. So what they'll do is they'll try to go back to prison. They'll go back to that sin, to that crime, to that evil deed so that they can go back to that place of comfort. This is what, ha what happens to us. We're so afraid sometimes of uncertainty, of stepping out of our comfort zone that we want to suffer even in that place of comfort because we're uncertain. We're afraid of uncertainty more than suffering, in other words. That's what's happening to the Egyptians, uh, to the Israelites. They'd rather go back to Egypt. That's what they said. In fact, in the book of Numbers, it says, Numbers 14, the Israelites wanted to go back to Egypt because of that one missing provision. It says, then they plotted among themselves and then they said, let's choose a new leader and then go back to Egypt not too long ago my friends they wanted to be freed from Egypt and now they wanted to go back to Egypt parang parang may mali diba hindi ka ba ba natuto dun sa mga lessons apparently not we forget we get amnesia right how can you encourage people people who are afraid of the future how can you encourage somebody who has lost their faith and trust and because they've forgotten one way I want you to know that if you're that person and you're afraid of what the future holds and you'd rather stick with the place of comfort because you don't want to move because you're comfortable I want to encourage you and guarantee you this, that God 
walks ahead of you in the wilderness. Wherever you're going, my friend, God is already there. God is already there. He's already prepared every provision. He's already prepared every resource. He's already orchestrated every blessing to where you're going. I don't want you to be afraid. You have been going back and returning to the same place that God already rescued you from. Come on. Stop going to the same prisons that God already rescued you from. Stop putting back the chains that God already broke for you. It's a message for somebody to know that God is walking ahead of you. Wherever you're going, God is already there. He's already led everything to that place. So stop, stop, stop. Stop going back to that same place. Stop going to back to that same sin because you feel that it's your comfort. It's a prison. The enemy wants you there. It's time to walk away from your prison. I hope that you're receiving this message. I'm trying to preach it as best that I could in this little lonely place where I am, but I'm glad you're on that other place, on that other side. I want to end the talk with this. If there's one person who can understand us, the truth is, you know, you will have your family, you will have your friends, you will have your best friend, but there's only one person who will understand you and who will never walk away from you. Because if there's one person who also experienced being in the wilderness, guess what? It's Jesus. Once upon a time, Jesus was also led into the wilderness. The book of Matthew says that. He was led into the wilderness um, by the Holy Spirit, mind you. And you know what? In the wilderness, he was tempted. And the first temptation was also the same temptation as the Israelites. It was hunger. You know, the, the enemy knows where to tempt us. It's always hunger. We always have a hunger for a need. Whether it's a physical need, an emotional need, a need for attention, a need for love, a need for affirmation, we will always have a need in our heart. And if the enemy can grab you by that temptation to get you to fulfill that need with a worldly material thing, he will win in your life. But the way to overcome it is the way that Jesus overcame the temptation. You know what Jesus said? And this will preach to you today. Jesus said to the devil, in the desert, he said, man does not live by bread alone. Man does not live by bread alone. I want to break your mentality, the hashtag that bread is life. Yes, physical bread is good. But when you say hashtag bread is life, you're, you need to be talking about Jesus. He's the bread who will give us life. And you know how Jesus was able to overcome that? Number one, two reasons, okay? Number one, it was because of the body of Christ. What do I mean when you say the body of Christ? You know, one way that I'm able to overcome all the temptations of life, you know, there are so many temptations that I could have walked away already from the light of Jesus' family, from the feast. Many temptations. Alam niyo ba story ako? Kwento ko lang kayo ha before we end. My story is this. We have a few minutes para man. We're not over time, praise God. <laughs> in, in PICC, this would have been already by 10.45. It's still just 10.18. But anyway, just one quick quick story. Um, when I started serving at the feast, not even just serving, but attending the feast, it was still in Valle Verde. And some of you might already know this. Um, after three months, I said, I want to serve at the feast. And uh, I joined the music ministry. By God's grace, uh, so I started serving the Lord. And uh, praise God that I was able to experience ministry for the first time in my life. But you know, that ministry life ended very abruptly. After one month, I stopped attending. I stopped serving. Why? Because I felt like 
I had no friends. I was not part of the ministry. I would come, be part of the rehearsals, and then the people who were there, you know, they had their own set of friends, their own to 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 uh to use that word, you know, they had their own barcada. Kasi matagal na sila magkakasama. You know, by the likes of Catriel, if you're listening, Nikki Yokinko, Tina Kasayuran, Eric Eric Gachalia, yeah, Arman Sol, Ira. Sila 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 lilet with with the MD before si Gigi De Jesus. Parang feeling mo ano na sila, barkada na sila, may mga history na sila. And then this new guy walks in, I have, I have no idea who they were. The only person that I knew back then was just Andre Lova who invited me. And uh, I felt like I was an outsider. You know, I was uh, I was just looking in and people were enjoying. And I had one friend and his name was Brother Sunny. And Brother Sunny was a senior. And this is a true story. You know, he was my friend. He was the only one who would sit beside me. And I called him my friend because he would always sit beside me. Hindi kami masyadong usap um, but he was my only friend. And you know, one day, Brother Sonny was called by the Lord back to heaven. Yung nag-iisa kong kaibigan, kinuha pa ni Lord. <laughs> so, you know, I stopped attending. But you know, after about two months, I got a call from a guy named Paolo Payawal. And Paolo happened to be the nephew of one of our leaders in community. And he says, bro, napansin ko hindi ka na nag-a-attend. Pero alam mo, yung, yung tito ko, Tito pa lang siya, Tito levels pa lang siya nung panahon na yon. <laughs> Sabi niya, si Brother Adrian Panganiban, kilala mo ba siya? Sabi ko, yes, he leads worship diba, in Valle Verde at the feast. And he said, you know, si Brother A, he wants to form this group. It's uh, I didn't know what the group was about, but he said he wanted to form a group, something like the Kerygma Five. And he wanted to invite you to, uh, he wants to get to know you and he wants to invite you to, to the group. And so I walk into the lighthouse in Cubao one day. Then I meet all of these brothers I've never met them before. Uh, it was uh, Carlo Lorenzo, John Ben Rodriguez, Mike Vinyas, Francis Yanga. And for the first time, I, you know, I, I, I opened my life to them. Every week, we would have a fellowship at the lighthouse. Walang mintisyon, Monday nights, 8 p.m. And then eventually, we had music lessons under Simon Santos, one of our leaders also at the feast. And, uh, you know, after the after the fellowship, after the music rehearsals, ano yung gagawin namin? 1 a.m., magkakasama pa rin kami. We would be, read the Bible. Sa tapos ni Vivian, kakain kami ng chicharon bulaklak. Kasi bata pa kami noon. Kaya-kaya pa. <laughs> Ngayon, hindi na kaya. Um, but you know what happened? For a whole year of doing that, we all opened our lives to one another. And, you know, little did I know that I was actually opening people in my life. And fast forward to the day that I'm, I'm here still in community 12 years later. I'm still here. I haven't walked away. Why? Because of the people. I've met so many people that I've done life with. I've changed different, you know, different leadership roles. Nagkaroon ako ng ibang kaibigan nung naging worship leader ako. Nagkaroon ako ng ibang kaibigan nung nasa music ministry ako. Nagkaroon ako ng ibang kaibigan nung naging uh, ministry head ako. Ngayon builder ako. Iba na rin ang set of, of friends ko. But one thing is for sure. All the people who I have I have journeyed with have helped me grow to become the person that I am today. The one reason why you have not walked away from community and why you will never walk away from the journey is because of the body of Christ. The people that you walk with, your small groups, it doesn't have to be a lot of people. It can be one, can be two people that you can call your lifelong friends. People who will become your best men in your wedding. People who will become the Nino of your children. People who will be there when you are down. Those are the people that you cherish who will journey with you. That's the first reason why Jesus was able to overcome all the temptations because he had the 12 surrounding him. 
the twelve band of brothers and the second reason why Jesus was able to overcome it. Very simple. It was because he was the bread of life. You know, whenever we go to Mass to receive the Holy Eucharist, we receive the body and blood of Jesus. And so he becomes the food for our journey in this world. When was the last time you received Jesus as your food? Last week? Last month? Last year? Or maybe last 10 years ago? I don't know. But I want to I wanna invite you. I want to I wanna welcome you right now. Receive Jesus. He's the food in the journey. He said once upon a time that you know you will always thirst and you'll always be hungry for things but you will never know the kind of satisfaction and nourishment when you receive Jesus because you will never thirst you will never hunger again when you've got Jesus in your life i want you to receive that you are in a journey right now my friend there's so many things that you might be questioning where are you taking me lord where are you bringing me to you know it doesn't take faith to know where uh where uh, it doesn't take take faith to follow God, rather, to know if you if you have all the details to where you're going. But praise God that He doesn't give us all the details because it takes faith to take that step every single time, every single day, especially if you don't know where you're going. I want you to start trusting the Lord because He knows where He's taking you in this journey. It's a long journey, but if you take it with the Lord, I promise you, my friend, it will be a wonderful, wonderful journey. I want to invite you now to prayer as we worship the Lord. Please, can I ask a favor from you if you're still there? Do not log off. Do not switch to another thing. This is the time of worship, a time when we can respond to God's goodness. And I want you to nail down this declaration today. I want you to say it on the other side of the screen. Lord, I trust you. I may not know every detail of where you want to take me, but Lord, I, I, I know and I believe that it will be a good journey, a wonderful journey, a journey filled with blessings, a journey filled with love and laughter and life because you are with me. I trust in you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Subscribe to Feast Radio and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph radio.